First, our very own Russell Brand. Online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. That was Mummakin by Guns N' Roses. You're listening to the Russell Brand Show live on Radio 2. And here's your host, I am. I'm here, of course, with my co-host. <coughs> That's not the name of him. I just had to cough. That's just part of life for coffees. It's Matt Morgan. Hello, Matt Morgan. Hello, Russell Brand. Oh, you're in a good mood. I am, actually. Well done As for always. not dying, because you've recently had a birthday. Yeah, it's big 3-0. Ma- this is Matthew's birthday special show, which will be celebrated by me having just said that then. I can't see what else we could do. No, that's good. Let's Played a Guns N' Roses song the at the beginning, didn't we? That's quite nice. That's yeah. already got things going. What a show it's going to be, though, to celebrate your birthday, Matthew. God, we've got all sorts of treats in store. Like, for example, uh, Dean Owens. He's this uh, singer we've been talking about. Him. He's a singer-songwriter. We talked about him on the show. He's coming in later, and he's going to summarise our show using his skills as a singer-songwriter. Because G's off in America at what can only be described as a funeral. That's really? It's all it can be described as, because oh, that's dear. simply what it is. I hope he's all right. And let's just say, Mr. G, we are angry at this betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know that this will be considered... A betrayal. So, okay, what should we? Uh, what else have we got to worry about? Noel Gallagher. He'll be uh, coming on to the phone later. I saw him earlier. I went to see West Ham United get oh, beaten yeah. at home by Manchester City, and uh, saw smug Noel Gallagher just immediately <laughs> afterwards. I didn't, I didn't relish the prospect because you know it's all because he's relatively conceited, isn't he? At the best of times. Do you sit at opposite ends of the? I imagine you. Were yeah, I in each of other. Both posh areas. He was in. No, I was like actually, I wasn't in my normal season ticket seats because there's been a mix-up, but I'll be back in them for the next match, because you get used to a certain area. Um, it's a thrilling tale. <laughs> it really is. In a minute, someone gets shot. Uh, and then what happened is, he, Nell Gallagher is in a, a footballer of West Ham United called Christian Daly, the Scottish defensive player. Uh, he, he's got a box there, and Noel Gallagher was in there, went into that box, so I've seen Noel Gallagher, Christian Daly, all of that, lots of people sort of, you know, they was having a high old time, because like the City, City had won, so Noel yeah. and he his mates and all that, and his brother were all... What, champagne? Happy. No, just beer, really. Just boozing around. It was all right. There were some children for me to play with. Then I was allowed to go on the pitch. Christian Daly took oh, me wow. onto the pitch. It was really sort of, yeah, it was really before, mental. Though, no, I've never been onto the hallowed turf. You, is there a bit of grass in your pocket that you keep thumbing? Uh, I am thumbing a bit of grass in my pocket, as a matter of fact. It's very similar to the first time I was allowed to have intimate contact with a girl as a 13-year-old boy. Uh, Don't and I, tell us this. I seized myself a little trophy that day. What can only be described as a couple of pubic hairs, which I took to school the next day. And, uh, well, I did take them to school the next day. And I was shaking my head at that. At uh, what? Oh, leave them at her. <laughs> <laughs> you were shaking your head, disapproving. I thought it was... The story be- that you're starting off this... Fine show to yeah, celebrate my 30th year. <laughs> Congratulations. You nicking pubes. <laughs> well, you brought it into my mind saying that thing about picking up some grass. You should be careful what that you say to That was a perfectly me. innocent comment. Yeah, well, I'm vulnerable to information. What did you take from the pitch? Nothing, actually. I didn't. I just didn't want to upset the balance or anything. But there's West Ham. We've got one player, Dean Ashton. He's one of their best players. He's a, an attacking player. He was injured quite badly last season, so they, they brought him on late in the match. He's got this warm-up ritual that he does at the side of the pitch where it looks sort of like... Uh, What's that thing that Karate Kid does? And do, do, oh, what do yeah. we do with pinched skin, stuff. man? 
Remember that? Tai yeah, Chi. Yeah, stand on one leg. Yeah, he's doing all stuff like that at the side of the pitch, doing it all sort of slowly. Like, yeah, you know, you know sort of, it's very distracting to see a gentleman doing all these dance moves. So, like, I, well, later on I saw him, and I went, oh, right, Dean, and I showed him a great deal of reverence and respect, such as one does for, you know, footballers. And, uh, like, then goes, oh, I liked your dance routine, then recreated <laughs> it for him. I'm like, well, he looked at me in what can only be described as lukewarm disappointment. Bordering on rage. <clears throat> really? So, nah, he seemed all right about it. Not as good as your warm-up routine of going into a toilet. <laughs> My warm-up routine, going into a toilet. That's what I do. What are you doing there? I'm always on my own. I just go in there, get my mind in gear, make sure. I always think, don't go on the telly, radio, stage, and say something stupid and unusual. About stealing pubes? And things like that. I can't have been going to the toilet today, did I? That's why yeah. I immediately came out of that. Got me in a lot of trouble, actually, stealing those pubes, because uh, the girl in question, later on, the like, next day, it was actually in a science class, I showed them pubes to some of the harder kids in my year to curry favour, and uh, they were, were impressed. But then the girl in question saw me doing it and went, and mouthed, you're chucked, like that. And I thought, well... At least I've got the pews. Women. <laughs> you girls. But you can't take these guys away from me. They're mine forever. My little trinkets. Now I wear them in a necklace around my old fruit at all times. We're going to have a hell of a show. We're going to be learning a little bit more about some things that are quite important to us, the culture of our show, what we've developed. Last week, if you were listening, you'll know that Zippy had the gall to hang up on us. Here is an email from Jenny Roberts. That she says, when I first thought about sending you an email, it was during a conversation with one of my friends. I've just seen you ask Zippy over the phone about his genitals and he hung up. I think this would be rather rude, especially after what he said on national TV about playing with a friend's balls in a band episode. This is just to say that uh, you are still being heard. I feel quite philosophical. That's Jenny from Sheffield. Did we ever get, was it because we were rude that Zippy hung up? I think Zippy just felt challenged by a lot of the things that were going on, Matthew. I don't think... Uh, I think well, we did ask, you know, I said, like, what are your genitals like? And I suppose he was not comfortable in that territory. And why, why would he be, you know? Because he was somewhere on holiday in the south of France. Going like that, but probably <laughs> wearing Bermuda shorts. Oh, I wish we'd stay friends with him. We blew it, Matt, like we did so many relationships. What does this person say? Mike. I love the show. I listen to podcasts. In regard to your conversation with Zippy, uh, that guy, Roy Skelton, who plays him, does the Daleks as well. I think he got a little bit embarrassed by the whole Zippy genital description. I believe the real reason he put the phone down was because you kept calling him Ray, when in fact his name is Roy. Oh, right. Oh. Okay. Well, that's the fault of handsome Nick and Mikey, who's back here today. Mikey, who seems somehow to have garnered his own MySpace page. That seems to have happened now. That's an odd no, thing. you mean a fan page. I don't know either what shocks me, because I'd be baffled by the idea that he could operate a computer with his great big daft Scottish fists, his daft fingers lumbering about over a keyboard, caressing it like it's an electric girlfriend. And the fact that people might have set up a fan site, that baffles me also. But surely they've never seen him. Um, he's on the radio and he doesn't even speak. That's right. Well, I think that's the best way to appreciate Mikey is in the abstract because he's a deplorable little character. Other things we need to learn about are Moomin World. There is a Moomin World. We've been investigating it. We are going to talk to the person that owns Moomin World. There's a possibility oh, yeah. even... Yeah, we are, yeah. We are, yeah. Moomin World. The, we've got the owner coming on the phone probably in the next like, half hour. Finish, woman. Because we are live, you can give us a bell on the usual number. Where's the number? Damn you, you drunken fools. Look at Hanson. 
some Nick scurrying in here. What a shipwreck of a man. He's coming dressed in some sort of piratical T-shirt. You look, look like a, a moderately expensive rent boy. You can phone us now if you want to on 0500 288 or you can text us on 88291 or you can email russell.brand at Later on, we'll be talking to Noel Gallagher. It's going to be a hell of a show, but now we're going to listen to the mouldy peaches. Here they are. Mouldy peaches, that was. We came out of it on accounts of, you know, just fact it's a bit of a chat. We missed you, tell you the truth. Go on, give us a ring, 0500 288 291. Just put through the next person. Let destiny decide. Remember to have a birthday message for dear Matthew. Here, listen to this, Matthew. Right, to celebrate your birthday, let's talk about this film review of me. This is from Hamish. Hey, Russell, Matt and G, I was reading the US film megasite anticoolnews.com today and found an Ain't article... Cool. Oh, alright. Anticool. Anticool. I thought that would be better because it sort of sounds more ironic. Seems like the idea of cool isn't imprisoned them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's my little notion. Uh, anyway, it says, like, uh, it talks, talks about Russell and uh, it talks about your career taking off. says, look, flawless... I've just got to do my birthday. Just, look, we'll get to that. In the US, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, listen to the extract. This is from Hamish. One thing that's pretty undeniable, watching everyone on set, is that ladies love Russell Brand. Brand's a comic from England with an official site you can visit if you're interested or a Wikipedia entry that provides an overview of his career thus far. It seems like he's infamous for his outrageous behaviour in the UK as much as he's famous for any actual comedy. Don't start with the actual comedy he's done. <laughs> but he's also been awarded such distinct honours as Pet as Sexiest Vegetarian in Europe 2006 and 2007. Boring. Which is an odd coincidence since Kristen and Bell, his co-star, was chosen as the world's sexiest vegetarian in 2006. The two of them are obviously real-life yoga practitioners because in take after take they are flawless in their technique and they've been asked to do some fairly elaborate handstands and downward-facing dogs and four-limbed staffs and standing Well done. Yeah? Get ready because the old Hollywood... Ow! Just kick that microphone much too hard. Hollywood career is about to take off all nicely. That's good, isn't it? This is the most wonderful birthday message I've ever had. it is. Come on, what do you expect people to say? Once you said happy birthday, that's what's difficult about like, a birthday. What is it? It's just a day. And like, same like when, uh, same like when, like, you go to an hotel room, you think, oh, I really like to go to a Same nice like when? It is same like it. Because you go into a hotel room, even if it's really nice, what are you going to do? You just look at it, sit down in it. Well, why do you always that? scream for upgrades? <laughs> <laughs> just because in case there's not enough things to look at. That's why. So, you know, that's why. Here, listen to this. <laughs> because it might as well say, put through the person that's rang us then. Who is it? Just hold up. Who, who have we got to talk to, Mikey? Put, put them through. Put through a person. Go on, you lunatics. You should see these shambling... Yes, because you're putting them under pressure. Occupants. They need a bit of pressure. It's boring to... Go on, then. Who is it? Hello? Hello! Who, who's that, then? It's Dee! It's whom? <laughs> Dee. She's in another dimension. Dee, do something different to your phone, because everything's all bouncing around. Probably turn off your radio. That's probably oh, the first thing you okay. should do. Have you That's not... Bad. Hello? Dee, have you not like listened to radio in the past and heard like when someone's phoned in the the, the host going turn off your radio please? Oh, I'm sorry, Russell. Uh, oh, I got oh. too excited. What did you get excited about, dear? I wanted you in all directions. Oh dear, oh dear. Oh God. Oh no. <laughs> right. So what are you doing? Right, like, then? listen. We want to sing Happy Birthday to Matt first. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, I don't know if this is going to take us anywhere. No. Do we have to oh, play no, for that? Let's sing it. Oh, Actually, happy yeah. Happy birthday, it's too expensive. Have you got anything okay. have you got anything else to say, dear? Would you like hey? to go to Moomin World, do you think? There's a world f for Moomins. 
for Moomin. Well, um, we don't really know what Mooming is. That's why we phoned in. <laughs> Mooming is a verb, and to moom, it means, <laughs> what it means is to, to just to eat an uncooked egg off your own boob. Uh, that is that is the verb to moom. So moom, to eat an world. uncooked egg off your moom. Off of your boob, yeah. I mean, if you've got a moom, then eat an uncooked egg off that I've if you want to. I've got a moom. Well, okay. Well, you sound like the perfect contributor. This is the worst <laughs> birthday ever. You've destroyed that boy's birthday. Okay, um, Dee, it's been what I can only describe as a mild delight <laughs> to talk to you. Thank you very much for your call. Now, you might remember that uh, a little while ago, there we talked about a psychic cat. Do you remember it, Matthew? There yes, was a, a psychic yes. cat that was stalking the halls of a hospice, and uh, what he was doing was predicting people's deaths, and I imagine causing a great deal of attention on the ward. Listen to this. This is like an update on that cat's antics. Psychic cat found dead. Oscar, the nursing home cat who could seemingly sense the impending death of patients, was found dead early yesterday. The cat gained recent notoriety when reports of his ability to detect the impending death of the terminally ill became public. Seemingly aware that death was at hand, Oscar would reportedly climb into the bed of patients during their final hours. Into the bed, not even onto. A cat getting right into the bed. Do, that means it would have to go right up to their head and then go yeah. under the... Under, or sort of and kick up the covers somehow and get itself right in there. And I wonder if it left its head out like it was properly under the covers. Tucked in. Yeah, because I try and put my cat under the covers sometimes. He doesn't like it in there. Well, I can imagine why. <laughs> I can't because, let me tell you, that is a very magical place <laughs> under, <laughs> under that duvet. So well, you try and tuck it up in bed I just like, like a person. to be in bed like a person, yeah, just with his head out. His head on the pillow, him there, and then me next to him, you know, just like How there. long do you try until you give up? Not long, because you can see it antagonises him. And, I, you know, I'm not into upsetting him. I just, I just try and suggest to him, look, this might be fun. You and I next to each other, like sort of Bert and Ernie, <laughs> out of Sesame Street. If you're into it, give it a go. But he don't. You can, like, I like. To, if a cat was a person, the way they treat you is bad, right? Because I'm sort of holding him, and he'll tolerate it for a little bit. Like he likes being held by me for a bit. Like he'll let mm. me hold him. But then when he's bored, he just pushes me away with his hands. And I sort of think, if a person done that, that'd be the height of arrogance. Just sort of go, get off. Just shoves it, and then he just goes. There's absolutely no duplicity protocol. Or manners. That's why I don't like cats. Right, because what, you don't think they give you any grace? No. What happens to you today? Your cat doesn't even like you. He just sort of. What about that thing like where he's me. sat in your garden? He wouldn't even come. You were shouting at him. He won't come. He'll do what he likes. There's no, like, you there's... do address him like he's a man, though. Uh, Morris, I can see you on that wall. You know I'm shouting at you. <laughs> You're embarrassing us both. <laughs> yeah, well, I was. He was just laying there ignoring me. It's very cutting in front of the neighbours. Let's go back to this Oscar the Death Cat. Officials at the facility, that is the hospice facility, would not reveal the cause of death. They wouldn't reveal the cause of death cover of Oscar. Up. That is a cut. I sense a cover-up, a great big dose of morphine. Big magic bullet. Yeah, big magic Booted bullet. Booted him down the stairs. <laughs> or someone picking up a tin bedpan, <laughs> smashing <laughs> across his little cat head. Officials at the facility would not reveal the cause of death, but did acknowledge rumours that the cat was becoming increasingly unpopular among the patients. That's an admission of murder. It is really. Well, we've got to. We must acknowledge that he was becoming unpopular. Well, what, like, I suppose becoming unpopular is a road that will ultimately lead, in extreme cases, to murder. But why are they admitting that? 
Yeah, they might as well go. They liked him because no, he was all right. Yeah, yeah, he was fine. There was no problem with him. Admittedly, if he started putting on his little slippers and clambering into your bed, you did begin to feel a little bit. Do you think Oscar sensed his own death and ran around in a circle. I think he did, like trying to, yeah, trying to confront himself with his own impending mortality, like his own grim reaper. I reckon he just sat in front of a mirror, going, <laughs> "It's not that long. <laughs> it looks bleak, you know, Oscar dear." Yeah, I, I, yeah, I wonder if he could predict his own death. You didn't see that coming, did you, Oscar? So he was increasingly unpopular among the patients. One knowledgeable source who agreed to speak with us on the condition of anonymity confirmed increasing animosity towards the animal and that a dented bedpan was found near the body. <gasps> Don't oh, say my that. word. This whole thing's clearly... Yeah, this thing's a lie, right? According to our source, the recent publicity of Oscar's unique insight spread quickly throughout the facility. Patients in the terminal ward became increasingly upset at the sight of the cat, prompting administrators to move Oscar to another floor. After an unexpected death on that floor, Oscar quickly became quite unwelcome there too. Good riddance, said patient Gertrude Feynman when told of that cat's demise. It would just sit there and stare at you with this look on its face like... You're next. A spokesman for the home downplayed immediate talk of foul play. We don't want to jump to any conclusions, he said. We'll wait for the coroner's report. Well, there won't be a coroner's report on the cat quite clearly, will there? The whole thing's... Perhaps that cat is not dead. Do you think perhaps that whole thing's a joke? He's faked his death. Do you think he's faked his own death? He's just lying low. He's like Tupac, he'll come back. He's very much like Tupac. Tupac will one day return to us. I'm pretty confident of that. Okay, what what should we listen to now? Let's listen to these pigeon detectives. They'll cheer us up. Oh, do you want to listen to Angel by the Eurythmics? Yeah, but we can do that later. All right, yeah, it's going to happen, isn't it? Keep hearing about these pigeon detectives. Do you? Yeah. All right, well, here, um, this is them doing a record out of their mouths. Check them out. (laughs) was the pigeon detectives do that thing about that bloke who had his thumbs made little oh, yeah. i like that um pigeon detective songs they're it's lovely. good actually yeah, yeah they're good lads aren't they this right. is from ricardo lamano hey russell matt and g g's not here is betraying us by going to a funeral loving your work since the good old days of six music please read this out all right i've been emailing the show for months i've not been read out because mikey is prejudiced against italians if only it stopped there if only it stopped there his prejudices extend to almost everyone on earth i was listening to the podcast while in the gym as I was running, I started to laugh out loud about Russell asking Zippy to, scri- to describe his genitals. Zippy's genitals, that was not my genitals. How could Zippy ever know? But as I looked up, there was a disabled girl walking by with two gym instructors. They thought I was laughing at the girl and started to give me evil looks. I now feel that I cannot go back to the gym again. As I was walking back at the door, the gym instructors were shaking their heads at me in disgust. Should I go back? What shall I do? This same thing happened to me once. Did it? Similar. You were laughing similar. at something that no, quite fine to laugh at. I was looking at. I was had my. I was watching the telly on mm. the. You know, like the TVs that hang from the roof of the yeah. gym. Yeah. I was watching that. I was quite happy. I had my headphones on, and then a bloke from the gym, like in the sort of gym uniform, was looking at me, and I just smiled at him and sort of went, mm, "Hello." Nice innocent like smile. I just saw it, and let me tell you, anyone who takes offence at that innocent. is out of order. And then I noticed that an old lady had fallen over on one of the treadmills right and, was just, and it was still going she's going that happened to me once so i can appreciate the humor old ladies and you it could happen to <laughs> and we're uh, the target group so she was like stuck on it and he ran over she must have gone Aah! he ran mm. over why didn't so you I hear helped. it what, was, what were you not I hearing headphones it? on to listen to the telly 
No, I was listening to music, watching and the telly. And watching the telly. Yeah. Bombarding Mowing yourself. Mowing media. <laughs> wow, look at and, you. Um, and the bloke thought that I was going, <laughs> yeah, it's funny that happened. Hey, look and at I the didn't old lady. Move. <laughs> it's bad, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's ever so embarrassing because uh, it makes it look like you're evil. But I don't think that, you know, really, like, uh, 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 someone laughing at a girl with a disability, that's got to be a rarity, hasn't it? Like, you know, that wouldn't... Why yeah. would you assume that? Because that's only, like, if, say, Ming the Merciless or Zod were in the gym, sort of a futuristic villain, they would pretty much laugh at anything they could get off on, I think. Any weakness. Or any like weakness. That. If they saw an old lady fall over or anyone that was in any way different from the absolute norm, they were, ha, 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 ha. But it's bad that, that those gym instructors thought that our friend, Ricardo Lomano... It was up to, like, it was up but to... No I good. don't think go back and try and go, oh, you know the other day, well... I think Ricardo should really try and explain it. And so I think he should go back and say, you know the other day when you thought I was laughing at something unspeakably tasteless and being very cruel? Uh, well, actually, I wasn't. I was laughing about Zippy's <laughs> genitals, <laughs> right? And then I think you should go back and have a series of pictures of what you reckon Zippy's genitals might look <laughs> like and perhaps show them your own genitals and then just uh, imagine you'll be made king of the gym. I uh, imagine at least for a week or two... You'll be applauded for that behaviour. This. Uh, do you want to hear about this thumbs, man? Yeah. This is weird. I don't believe it. Yeah, let me read it out because then I've, I've, got, an, I've got a natural ability with the newspaper. Watch me go. Oh, um... I know it's your birthday. You'll be very good. This is right. This story is called Fum Going. It's in Today's Star. This is what it says Gadgets fan Thomas Martell. Who's a fan of gadgets? Like, you know, because different gadgets have got different things. Like, you know, you couldn't like all gadgets. Like, oh, I really like toasters, but also I'm well into... Toasters aren't gadgets. Oh, it is, Matthew. You can make some toast quick as you like. No more just spiking a piece of bread and stand in front of the fire for you, birthday boy. It'll be a delicious <laughs> Russell Hobbs toaster. Oh, that fiend Morphy Richards. I wouldn't trust him. Murphy Richards, he's fine. He makes a good toaster. He, anyway, Gadgets fan Thomas Martell has had his thumbs made smaller so he can use his new mobile phone. Well, that's very extreme. Right, firstly, how are they smaller? Because, mind yeah. you, it says he's overweight. Um, what does it say, overweight? Oh, overweight Thomas, 28. Overweight Thomas. Hey, overweight <laughs> Thomas. Thomas? Thomas! Are you overweight? Well, a little bit, yes. Thomas... 28, play, paid a plastic surgeon to operate so he could navigate Apple's trendy new iPhone, which has no buttons. Blimey. So it, it says. It does say that, yeah. It's, I suppose it's That's got all like, touchscreen, isn't it's it? It's all touchscreen. And Thomas, with his great blundering <laughs> thumbs, is probably phoning up all sorts of people, getting himself into peccadillos. Uh, plastic surgery shouldn't extend to thumbs. Thumb reduction, surely Thumb not. Thumb reduction. And also, what they couldn't have taken, like, a joint or a bone out. They must have, must have just fat out them. his thumb. Yeah. I think that's disgusting. I think what they should perhaps have done is just sellotaped a tic-tac to the very tip <laughs> of his thumb and he could use that. To I think they should things. put his little toes on his thumbs and yeah. their toes on his feet. Mm, all right. Don't get turned on. I that. am turned on by a man. Imagine that if you saw it and there was just little toes instead of thumbs. <laughs> just all wiggling People around. People that. Jabbing at his iPod. No one's got little toes instead yes, of thumbs. Yes, reconstructive surgery, not so that you What, you get a toe instead of a thumb? Probably. Matthew. You just can. it's your birthday. That, there's Google it. The engineer in yes, there, who's you called can. John, who just scurries around outside Sainsbury's at closing time, hoping to pick up free raspberries and cakes, and then came in here boasting, oh, 
nothing but free raspberries and cakes. <laughs> what? Who stands outside a supermarket? He also for came free in food? with one tea bag. One tea bag for himself. What a solipsistic, greedy, selfish, <laughs> poisonous, vicious man bringing his own tea bag. And then so he's really he's rung it out so that no one else could get any joy from it ever. They pegged it on the, the line. Peg it up, granddad. Tea bag. Shocking behaviour. It was expensive, says old gadget fan Thomas Martell. But think of all the time I'll save by being able to use modern handhelds, said Thomas of Bonnie Bray, Colorado. That's ludicrous. That is weird. Yeah, because, you know, just for heaven's sake, man, it's not that important to have tiny little nimble thumbs, is it? That's permanently going to happen. I reckon he just had fat sucked out of him. I reckon he just had a bit of fat sucked right out of his thumbs. Or he had them sharpened to points. Sharpened razor-sharp point thumbs. Yeah, fair enough if he's done that. That sounds to me kind of kinky. Um, also, we don't think that... That thing about that cat, we think that's made up, don't we? It was made up. It was quite sort of... It was a ruse. It was a ruse. It was a hoax. We were hoaxed. We were hoisted by it. More, there's also... Remember we were going on about Moomin World? There's a Moomin World in Finland. I think you might like this picture of a Moomin. Look at... Oh, what's the prediction of what a Moomin's genitalia might be like? We're not, we don't really mind about that. There's a picture of uh, the guy that done the Dalek voices, claiming to be called Ray. What was his name? That gentleman, Ray, Ray Roy Skelton. Uh, it was nice to hear you discussing my beautiful homeland, Finland. Says Yoni. Matt was correct. Moomin, the Moomin is our biggest export, closely followed by Nokia phones. Keep up the great show. Well, we can speak to the people that uh, own or run Moomin Land, and we're going to do that in a minute. We're going to talk to the actual people that run Moomin Don't Land. Don't ask them anything about... Their genitals. No. Or Moomin genitals. Oh, I'm bound Especially to. not their ones. <laughs> Excuse me, I know you work at a theme park, and really this isn't <laughs> your jurisdiction, but could you tell me exactly what your genitals look like? Particularly if you were to press them onto a glass coffee table. <laughs> Would they look somehow risible, like a cheaply assembled puppet? Uh, you can give us a ring on 0500 288 You can text 88291. And uh, have a listen to this. This is uh, Matthew, dedicated to you and your own birthday mind. It's that uh, song by the Eurythmics. It's going to make me goes, look weird. <laughs> Like that she goes all barking, and Stevie Wonder's playing a, a mouth organ, as I remember. You really? I think so, mate. Have a listen, see if you reckon it is him. No, no, we always do things like this. I think it's called There Must Be an Angel, angel Playing, playing with, my with My Heart. That's Mikey, called Angel. You've ruined my birthday. Mikey, for heaven's sake, let's put something else on while we condemn Mikey. Let's listen to Baby It's You by the Shirelles, and I'd like to dedicate this to the ineptitude of Mikey. I'd like someone to go onto his MySpace page now and deface hack it, it. Hack into there, and make all sorts of terrible claims about Mikey's feelings towards puppets, the Moomins in particular. This Baby It's You, the Shirelles. <laughs> Yes, that was the Shrells, baby. It's you. Now, uh, what are we on about? Oh, it's just some emails here. This is from Katie. Hello, Russell. Here's the way to get the cat to stay under your duvet, other than putting cat food in your bed. If you make your duvet into a tunnel, then the cat will slip right down there, jumping all over you, sitting between your legs, etc., etc. If it's really hot under there, then your cat might come out a bit and put his head under your pillow. Do you think that will work? Um, yeah, why not? Might be good. Let's give that a whirl one of these days. Hello, Matt and Russ, says Rosie. Happy birthday, Matt. I just heard you say this is the worst birthday ever. My worst birthday ever was my fifth when I had a paddling pool party. My dad got me a pink bike called Poppet. 
What do you think the bike, the manufacturer to call it popular? Yeah, I think I remember those bikes. I was so excited that I took it for a spin around our estate whilst wearing only my birthday suit. Unfortunately, I hadn't mastered the art of braking and ended up hurtling into a prickly bush. Have you ever had a similarly traumatic birthday, says Rosie? Uh, once I had a birthday cake, it was a teddy bear, it had a ribbon around its neck. The, the candles caught fire on the ribbon, and like, so as the cake was brought in, the whole cake, the bear was all burning, and I was like young and five, and everyone else thought it was really funny, and I just felt really angry about that. Like, who, the bear? The bear, the children, the mother <laughs> figure, everything involved in that just enraged me. It was just a burning, and it was all melting away as well. Like, so his eyes were all looming out at me. So it was what, melting? And a melting eye. I used to ruin other people's birthday parties as a child. I remember there was one lad, I think he was called Ben Nicholson, I think when I was about six or seven, I went to his birthday party and behaved like how John Belushi would have behaved as a toddler at a birthday party. And you know, glamorised. I was. I jumped in paddling pools, I goosed people's bums. <laughs> I was a real wild card, photocopied my own bum and that. I was crazy. You know, but and I thought that I was the belle of the ball, the life and soul of the party, a real wild card. But the next day at school, which was the following Monday, as I recollect, Ben Nicholson said he didn't any longer wish to continue our friendship on account of my behaviour. You've got a whole year to make it up to him, haven't you? Why? How? What do you mean? Oh, before his next birthday. birthday. Well, I never did. That do you was remember the end that of you used to get the invitation and you had to tick it and say, I will come or I won't come? Yeah. That's a weird system. Why do you tick it if you're not even going to come? If I'm what not coming... There's a guest list or something. Yeah. I suppose I've got to estimate how many goodie bags to do. But, I mean, like, I don't want to be dragged in. If I'm not going to a party, you're not getting me ticking a box, because why should I? I don't want anything from them. What am I sitting around ticking boxes Duffy for? bags, yeah. Yeah? Cake in, like, paper. A bit of cake in a bit of paper. Uh, like a... A few sweets that your mum goes through and goes, Oh, that's bubblegum, you can't have that. Ineffective toys, perhaps. Yeah. The, the, the whole system, really, you could drive a bus for it. We are normally podcast listeners, say Callum and, and Adam. Russell's voice seems a bit on the crocky side. Hmm. Just wondering, how's the Octopig hunt going? Well, to tell you the truth, Octopig was a pig we were thinking about buying. People said it was probably not right for us to try and buy Octopig because he's a living animal. It might be cruel and bad to get him. You know, he's just a little pig that was born with six legs, two genitalia areas and two little bot bots and people just said that's that said it would be wrong for us to have octopig we don't have the facilities to look after him we don't have the know-how so we not... spend a lot of time trying to get him to lay in bed with you <laughs> i would i'd be trying to ram his numerous legs and ghoulies under the duvet it just would be un unpleasant really so i'm not allowed to have octopig that's the, the simple truth Oh, we've got Moomin Lady on the phone. Hey, listen, I completely forgot, right? Now, there's a Moomin world in Finland. Let's not think about Octopig anymore. I think he's better off staying where he is. We need to know a bit more about this Moomin Land. Moomins were a TV show when we were children. It was mysterious, and I think that's because it was Finnish. So, uh, that, it gave it sort of a vague kind of odd, odd air. It's sort of like it was daytime and nighttime. It was peculiar. It was only on for like five minutes or something. Yeah, I know, but it made such an impact, didn't it, that five minutes? It was like a dreamscape. It was extraordinary what went on there. I'm not sure that I entirely... It's not like my feelings for Moomins is not entirely positive. The reason we began... Scared. Yeah, Matt was scared of him. I was a bit unnerved by him. The reason I began thinking about him again is because sometime in the last ten years, I had it off with someone who looked like a Moomin. And uh, that was disconcerting, really. I mean, at some point, like, initially 
initially I sort of w mustn't have been bothered by it, but then I started to think, oh my God. That's where like I start moomin. to filter mooming like people out before sleep. At what sleep point? Them. Before sex? Yeah. You sort of think, hold on. Dude, like, have you got in your head a little birthday cake style invitation survey? Do you look like a moomin? If you're ticking the box, yes. At that point, you stop pursuing sex. Yeah. I'll give them a doggy bag. And doggy bag. See them on their way. Be about your moomin business with me. There's no such filter. They just moomin their way right into my lives. So, um, we've got the lady here that's in charge of Moominland. Moominland lady. Yes. Hello. Hello. You're, you're speaking to us from Finland. Yes, I'm in Finland, yes. Oh, what is your name again, please, Moominland lady? I'm Karin. Karen, hello. Why are you hello. not in Moominland now? You just sound like you're sat watching the TV. Sorry? Where are you? Just now. Yeah, just now, Moominland lady. Where are you? I am now at a party, actually. What? With the, with, can you tell us a bit about yourself, please? For, about myself? Yeah, and what's going on? <laughs> at the party? So no, not about the party. Like a Finnish tile, having sauna and some swimming and so on. Sounds like you're having a sexy party. <laughs> Moomin lady, is it's what? Don't offend Moomin Lady. No, oh, yeah. loser, like zipping. Moomin Lady, uh, tell us a bit about Moomin Land and what goes on there. Yeah, I heard you said that they are, they are a little bit scary for you, the Moomins. But yeah. actually, they are original stories, maybe a little bit scary, but the animation uh, made in 90s, so it's more more for children. So Moomins are very non-violent, very, very like a gentle and kind <laughs> Don't uh, boast that they're non-violent. Oh, that's really nice of the Moomins not to go around slashing people. So kids TV, yeah, it's not that they were violent, it was that they were mysterious. Could you tell us about the some of the original stories, please? Just so some people won't have heard of the Moomins and they'll need to know. So can you set up the Moomins um, for our minds? Yeah, just about the Moomins. So they are like a Moomin family. Yeah. They are, um, you know, Moomins are trolls, not trolls. any known animals. But they are mooming trolls, and there is like a mummy mama, mummy papa, do? little my, a lot of different people are living or characters are living at the mooming house. What do the moomins? They, they, yeah, they live there. But what kind of dramas do they get involved with? Ah, oh, you know, mooming troll is like a ten-year-old kid, right. and he has a lot of adventures. There is a witch is also living down at the Moomin Valley, and some of the little bit uh, more evil characters also, but they are not so evil hold either. Hold on, hold on. The on. Well, evil, so, you just so tried to retract how they evil are like, they are. Like, you know, <laughs> adventures like a little children get into. How, what kind of adventures? And, and these evil ones, who are the evil ones? Uh, there is a witch, but uh, she's not so evil. There is a stinky, stinky is a little bit like a thief. This very children loves this character too, so it's not so bad. Nobody is very bad in, at the Moomin World or Moomin Valley. Okay, listen then. All right, so the, have you built a theme park built around these ideas, please? Yeah, yeah. It's and based Karin. on the stories by Tuve Janssen, who created the Moomin. But what's there? And if it's I, a theme park. Say I go to Moomin Land, what will happen? Uh, so the main reason you come to Moomins for the, in Finland is mostly little ch children. Oh, it's aimed at children. Yeah, also adults uh, around the world coming to see the Moomins. So the main thing is maybe to come and uh, say hello to the Moomins. Just saying hello to the Moomins, that's it. Can, can, is there a roller coaster? No, no, no. We are no adven uh, like, um, no, uh, 
not park like that. We are totally like a theme park, so it's a meaning that you What's go the into the Boring. story <laughs> about the mummies, and then you get, uh, like, by doing yourself things, we have a theater and... Uh, uh, different activities Can with the, the moons, characters. Do the moons speak said, to you? Yeah. What do they say? Kill people. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry? What do, what do the moons say to you if you if you go there? What they say? Moomins say hello and they, uh, you know, children are coming and hug Moomy Mama. Mm. And it's, um, it's um, yeah, mainly but, they come, come and... Uh, say hello. You know, Mumi is not uh, speaking otherwise, only yeah, at the just theater. hello. So yeah. they are suitable for all languages. <laughs> so is that why, because it's quite sedate and passive in Moomin land, is that why your private life is so decadent and you're at some saucy Finnish <laughs> pool party? <laughs> no, no, I don't know if my private life is so... It sounds decadent. <laughs> What's going on there? Ah, my friend having a birthday party. Yeah, and people are in swimming pools. No, no swimming pool at the sea, you know. We no, are swimming at the, at the sea, sea. No and, swimming pool. And you've borrowed some of the Moomin costumes. No, 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 never. We don't have any costumes. You know, Moomins are real, so we don't have any costumes. Don't, listen, I'm not a mug. If them Moomins are real, I'll come and hunt them down because of the, <laughs> the way they carry them. You, you have to come and see the Moomins so you know them. What about Snufkin? Yeah? <laughs> Is he there? And was Snufkin a boy and a girl? Or what was Snufkin? Snufkin. Snufkin is a boy. What's his problem? Problem? Yeah, what's his problem? Why, what's with the attitude from Snufkin? Uh, I don't know what you mean by the well, problem. Well, he always, in the programme, Moomins, as I remember it, he was always, he was a rabble-rouser, he was mischievous, he looked like he was just trying to stir things up. Ah, uh, he's, uh, I don't know if, um, he's not like that, he's very wise, you know, he's... Wise? Uh, Mm, it's a little bit difficult to explain. You have to read the books. <laughs> I'd like to give you a cuddle. I'd like, I'd like me and you to dress up as Mummy and Daddy Moomin and just <laughs> get a right cuddle. I, I told you it's not possible. Because you they're real. You have to see the real Moomins. Okay, <laughs> all right then. Well, just let's just take off all our clothes and be naked and have a cuddle oh. then. <laughs> see how you... you have to come to Finland uh, for a sauna. Then you can go naked swimming at the uh, sea. You what? You, is that what you're doing now? Having saunas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're disgracing the name of the Moomins. <laughs> I won't be able to look at a Moomin now without thinking of them all doing coke off each other's snouts <laughs> and having filthy, sexy Moomin dirty parties. No, 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 you don't understand the Finnish sauna. I do understand it. I understand all saunas. It's a pseudonym, a synonym for... No, no, not in Finland, sorry. <laughs> no, it is. No, you have to, you have to learn something about Finnish sauna. First. All right, then. There is nothing to do with the sex, no. <laughs> oh, Absolutely right. not. Okay, then. Hey, what, what was that? <laughs> Have you just killed someone? What just yeah. fell over in the background? <laughs> I bet that was Zippy nothing. trying to get her off the boat. Nothing. That sounded suspicious. Hey, <laughs> it's lovely to talk to you, Moomin Lady. Okay, thank you. I love you. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Why did you turn into Jeremy Paxman then? Why? What do you mean? I was aggressive. You're grilling a minister. <laughs> <laughs> Far too aggressive. Well, she Poor didn't. woman. I have no facts to back up her Moomin land. You were ratting around on the floor for an email. You I'm trying even to find some facts you about You just come Moomins. back to the microphone every two seconds and go, What about Snufkin? <laughs> 
Snufkin had to, someone needs to tell me what he was doing. Because he had a little straw hat on, he was up to something. Because I know, Matthew, that I grew up this way for a reason. And I think that the Moomins are contributed to it. Because they made me feel anxious. What I don't understand is, it, she says it's a theme park, it's got no rides. Nothing, no rides! All the Moomins can say she is hello. She claims they're real, they just say hello to you. A Moomin just saying hello to you, what's that? If you're That's a toddler, stupid. I don't want a big looming moomin looming up to my toddler going hello <laughs> over it. Like when an elephant's got boobs. Have you ever seen when an elephant's just had a baby, it's got elephant boobs? What are you talking you about now? You can't respect it, you know what I'm saying? It's very difficult not to... Are you visiting an elephant after it had a baby? <laughs> Are you the father? <laughs> I thought it was the least I could do. I had to <laughs> sort out the maintenance. Message. Moomin woman is um, chicken oriental. I rather like her. That's racist, is it? No, it just it's it rhymes with mental. Oh, right. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's racist. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> it's not PC, but it's not racist. Well, either way, pack it in. Hi, Russell. Moomin Land sounds disappointing, says one text messenger. Let me take you to Alton Towers or Blackpool instead. Yeah, she, didn't, she didn't sell it, did she? She's actually done a really bad job. I'm still going there. For and the I'm saunas, yeah. Maybe for the sexiest Moomin saunas. And to smash it down. Because Why? It's for toddlers. Mm, mind control. You're not at a child's party now, the burning <laughs> clown. <laughs> teddy bear, what it was. Teddy bear. With your talk of Moomin, says Paula, what were your favourite programmes? No, no. Bod, I did like Bod. She's mentioning Bod. Yeah, Bod was all right. What was that bloke who used to get changed? Mr. Ben. Mr. Ben, he was cool. Yeah, that's the other one she said, Mr. Ben. But I, I like Bod because I like the way he just came up to the screen and then he went away again. That's He's... Pob. No, that Pob was pretty yeah, good as Bod well. Bod was the bloke with the milkshake. No, Bob, <laughs> no, that was the frogs had the milkshake. Bod. Yeah, that's Bod. Bob, he didn't used to saying. come up to the screen, that was Pob. No, but he was a cartoon, he just walked up to the screen and he walked away again. That was his thing. Arrogant. <laughs> you want me? I know you want me. <laughs> they call me Bod because I've got a really nice Bod. <laughs> <laughs> he did have a nice Bod. Russell, the Creepy Moomins cartoon from the early 80s was a Polish adaptation, available on DVD and as mysterious today as it ever was, right. says someone called, also called Russell. God, that's quite, that's two mental filters to go through there. What, go on. Finnish story. Finish. Polish. Polish filmmaking's mad. Mind-bending. Yeah. So why, and what is the... So when it arrived at us, it was, you know... It'd been through so many filters. Right, yeah. Kafkaesque <laughs> horror story. It was Kafkaesque, because there was a haunting atmosphere. And like, we're not one to sort of engage in that sort of fake uh, faux nostalgia. But like, they, although we do go about Coco Zippy Pops, on last week. Zippy. it's not our style. <laughs> <laughs> but like, they're Moomins. They were up to something. I'm going to watch birth... some online. Are you? Yeah. Well, careful, because it could mess you up, because you're a sensitive boy. Happy birthday, Matthew. Just to tell you, me and my friend are doing a pram race in a shopping trolley dressed as you and Noel Fielding, a.k.a. Goth Detectives. Good luck in that, because it's dangerous. Doing a what? A pram race pram in a shopping, race in a shopping trolley. trolley. Matt, please tell us, what did Russell buy you for your birthday? Well. Well. I'm going to get you a good present, aren't I? Yeah. I said I'm going to try and get him some artefacts. Like, he, well, no. All right, well, I'm going to get him saying ever so <laughs> good. I want the Elgin marbles. <laughs> Matthew says he wants something stolen from an Egyptian tomb. I'm going to get him saying good. We're going to go shopping, aren't we? We're going shopping together. My special day. We're going to have a special day. We're going to spoil him. Russell, this is about the Moomin Land. Me and my friend love them and the Smurfs. So we made up the name Smoomins. But the, the, why did you do that, Kelsey? That's like the Moomins. Right. And it's only made up a word. 
I'm feeling really aggressive, aren't I, about certain things? Turned, yeah, you're like, this is, you're grilling people. I'm Why have you done that? What's going yes on? Yes or no? Come on! <laughs> yeah. Hey, Matt, happy birthday. What was the weirdest present you've ever had? Ask Russ, too. <laughs> <laughs> what was the present you've ever... Weirdest the weirdest present? present I've ever had? Yeah. Um, A little trip to Moominland next oh week God, with I'm old Russ. Let's go there. I mean, I just wonder what would happen to us. We'd just be disappointed, because it won't have the haunting ambience of the cartoon. You'll just go there. It won't be all dusky, mysterious, with a peculiar air of poetry. I reckon, they, place. I reckon they keep the idea that they're actually real, alive. They go, oh, the Moomins live in there when they're not working and stuff. Really? I reckon so. Yeah, but you'd be able to see that, though, because the Moomins' mouths would clearly have ghouls over it and a bloke staring for it. I mean, it. for the kids, not for adults. Oh, right. <laughs> OK, fair enough. Well, you've not fooled me, because I've cut into this Moomin and it's not bled. <laughs> so, you're quite simple. Putting my fingers where its bottom should be, and there's simply oh, nowhere good. for the Moomin to defecate from. So, you might be wondering what's happening in your silly old planet, and that's why we're going to tell you. In a crazy, bonkers... Hypno show fused with sexual energy, you know, I like to call. God. What? Why are you looking so unhappy for? You don't know what the stories are in it. All right, actually, it might be dead serious, so let's not be so bloody childish. On 88 to 91 FM, this is Radio 2. Here is the news. <laughs> and here is the news now at 10 o'clock. This is Andrea Simmons. Online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM, BBC Radio 2, Russell Brand. That's the Eurythmics. This simply must be an angel that playing haunts me, that song. I well, like it. Mean, yeah, I really like it. I've liked it. I've this is overgrown with fleas at one point. Overgrown with leaves. Sure, it's a garden overgrown with leaves. It's not going to be overgrown with fleas. You're not going to give someone that image in a song, Matthew. Oh, that's what I thought all those years. Yeah, but remember, you do think that the aha songs about, you know, the sun always shines on TV is about not having put your TV in the right place in the living room and the sun keeps bouncing off of that's the screen, true. don't you? So you're not a person to whom we should turn when it comes to the analysis of lyrics. <clears throat> So, um, what, hold on, I was just going to say something. Oh, yeah, we've got to do trails now in our pro, because like to promote other shows on Radio 2. What is the trail for? Do you know? It's, uh, Summer Sunday. What, Summer Sunday? Well, I don't know why we should have to play a trail. I think we should just do our own trail. <clears throat> why not listen to Summer Sunday? Can you think of anything much more better than sat down? Okay, where is it? Where do I find it, Russell? Just put on your radio on a Sunday over the summer and there it'll be. It's Sunday spelt like the ice cream Sunday, so I don't know if it's the day. Hmm. They can't not have it on a Sunday because that's disorienting. This Saturday, summer Sunday. Confusing. Now Paxman is sprawling himself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then go on, put it on then. Let's say, right, really? here is a trail. Take good care to listen. Yep. BBC Digital Radio, the Summer Sunday Weekender on BBC Six Music. Throughout this weekend, Six Music is live from Leicester, performing at this year's festival. Echo and the Bunnymen, Kate Nash, The Magic Numbers. Join Six Music for live coverage throughout this weekend from the Summer Sunday Weekender. And on Monday night, hear extended highlights from the festival with George Lamb from 10. 
For more details, go to bbc.co.uk slash sixmusic. I hope you got all that because you better do the things that were suggested. So it wasn't even on Radio 2, it's on Six Music. Um, we've got a bit of verse to put in trousers in this radio show because we once used to have this producer who, out of what can only be described as malice, put six trails on in an hour. So our radio show just sounded like, <laughs> Hello, it's Russell Brand here. I'm here with my friend. Ma Why not listen to the Wogan show? It's a terrific real <laughs> good listen, so as it is. And they, oh, well, hello, it's me again. As I say, I'm here with Matt. Well, Jeremy Vine. Rule <laughs> the week. Listen to Jeremy Vine. It's graffiti. He graffitied all over it, but he were a tubby gent, so perhaps what it might have been is his great big giant thumbs were clambering all over it, and he was doing it by accident. He should have perhaps had a bit of the old thumb surgery and had him reduced a little bit. Not that we're bitter. No, there's no point being bitter in life. Mr Nibs, the servant of the show, who we've not seen for some time, is standing in the corner room like a <laughs> mannequin made by a madman. <laughs> Come here, Mr Nibs. Have you been listening to the show? Yeah, of course I have. You, uh, yeah, I've been listening to it at work. Have you, <laughs> at work. What work? What job is um, it? In a hotel, I put it on. You work in a hotel? Yeah. What are you doing there? Uh, waiter, barman. Do you have sex thing? with the male clients of no. the hotel? Do you lurk in their rooms, no. just hovering about? Barman. Maybe some of the bridesmaids that come to the hotel. Don't be a pervert. <laughs> How many jobs do you do in this hotel? Um, Everything. Do you put on a fake moustache? Like, I, I, do you answer the like? Do you greet them at the door in a top hat, then scurry off? Like, oh, I'll just get the manager. Hello, welcome to Mr. Nibs' Towers. <laughs> do you like to go to Moominland? Yeah, why not? Sounds well, sounds a bit boring, but you know. What? Uh, Don't criticise the Moomins. <laughs> Let's get Moomin Lady back on the phone and tell her we're sending someone to her. Get her back up now. See if she'll come on. She's right. at a party. Don't worry You've about it. You've already grilled her once. I'm gonna grill her. She's probably back. shivering. <laughs> she, well, if she is, it's because she's swimming in the sea. sea in the dead of night. She's probably wandered in there like Reggie Perrin. Put her bra just in a nice, neat little pile. What's this that Mikey's handing us? Scotch lad, Mikey hands over this. This is from Jack Torsen, Schwieslich Holstein. It does say that, and I read it quite well, I thought. I once had a Finnish girlfriend, and in my limited experience, it's true that saunas are taken seriously in Finland. The nudity is initially shocking. <gasps> They're nude. But when they beat themselves with birch branches, it was weird. Apparently, it's to exfoliate their skin. Nudity didn't seem to be a big thing to the Finnish people, which is probably healthier than getting upset by knobs and stuff. Good point. If zi Like Zippy did. If Zippy were Finnish, he wouldn't have hung up the phone. Good point. So, yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Different cultures. Like, apparently in Germany, farting's just normal. Just functional Just thing. do it. Don't even... That's probably why their bands all sound like... <laughs> Because the fart has no potency, so they might as well just incorporate Casual it into racism. music. <laughs> Casual, just off the cuff All racism, their bands, like Ramstein. All their bands, craft work. <laughs> all just sound like that. All German bands. Right, uh, okay, Moomin Lady, she won't come. What? Get her to pick up. Right, let's leave her a message on her answer phone. Let, ring her up, let's hear it. Right, we're ringing her up, that Moomin Lady. What I think we should do is send Mr Nibs over there, just with a video camera. He'll make us a little podcast. God knows what kind of shambles it'll be. But can we dress him as a smurf? Yeah, we'll dress him so as a smurf. So he's an imposter. Yeah, so he's really... He's a really bad atmosphere there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dress him up all nice like a smurf, and then just send him there. We're going to need people to send us smurf stuff now. We need some... Blue paint, don't worry if it's rich in lead. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need a little white hat for him. What's that? Have you That's put Moomin Lady. That's Moomin Lady. All oh, right, okay. We're ringing Moomin Lady. She sounds back distressed. Now. She does sound so, before she was a very no. articulate. <laughs> that's how the Moomins do communicate. I think that's the mating call of a Moomin. <laughs> <laughs> that's Snufkin. I didn't it. I was against it. From... <laughs> Where's their answer phone? 
Because, Mr. Nibs, you're going to Moominland. Yeah. You are going to dress as a smell. Tämä on vastaaja. Voitte jättää viestin oh, äänimerkin jälkeen. Oh, äänimerkin jälkeen. Sorry, I'm not mocking your culture. Uh, hello, Moomin lady. Uh, sorry, like, I hope we weren't stupid just then. The thing is, uh, we've learned that your saunas are actually, well, so they sound like orgies, really. Just everyone's nude in there, lashing each other with canes. Anyway, we want to send a lad over to you. How old are you, Mr. Nibs? 19. We want to send a 19-year-old lad over to you. Uh, don't laugh his appearance when he gets there. He's very self-conscious about his skin tone and attire. So uh, don't, just please make him feel welcome. He's just going there to investigate some of your claims that the Moomins are real. Uh, he was hoping to sleep in the same quarters as a Moomin. There will be no sexual activity, even though at the hotel this lad, Mr Nibs, works at, he can be persuaded to perform favours. This is him, just so you know I'm not lying. Say hello. Hello, Moomin lady. Say, uh, don't try and get off with her. Hello, Moomin. Lady. Hey, moment later, I won't mind touching you up. God bless my soul. What are you trying to Elvis her off for? Bless my soul, moment later. I'm itching like a man in a Smurf costume. Listen, you'll get over there. Listen, okay. so, right, now you say this. I, Mr. Nibs. I, Mr. Nibs. Solemnly swear. Solemnly swear. That whilst in Moomin theme park land. That's while, that's while in <laughs> Moomin theme park land. I will conduct myself with dignity. I will conduct myself with dignity. Befitting of a Radio 2 employee. Befitting of a Radio 2 employee. At no point will I... <laughs> Go on, at no point will I... At no point will I... Unveil a little blue erection. <laughs> a little blue erection. <laughs> in a Moomin-themed fun world. In a Moomin-field... Themed! Themed. <laughs> right. Okay, you have got our insurances now, Moomin Lady. I hope you're enjoying your um, lovely nude sauna. If it goes well for Mr Nibs, we may ourselves come over there by ourselves. I mean, me, Matt Morgan, just a couple of other crazy guys. Damn you, Moomin! <laughs> God, well, there we go. Then she's got all the info she's ever going to need, isn't she? I wonder how much it is to go there. Probably it's just the flight to Finland. That's probably you can get one for two quid, probably, can you? You what? Know, what's You're like, so you out of touch, aren't you? No, but you see something. Two quid flights. I pull a button off my card here and pay with that. <laughs> Two <laughs> quid to, no, not to Finland. No? To Dublin, maybe. Right, you're going to Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> to Moominland, <laughs> Dublin style. <laughs> right, okay, well, listen, you'll go in there, young man, and you'll investigate that dressed as a Smurf. Now, I don't want to make any more effort to make that happen, do you, Matt? I no, just want I it that to happen. Be made to happen. Make that happen, yeah? Mr. Nibs, right, it's yours. Go out there and talk to those producers and tell them what you want. In fact, in fact, bring the producers in here and you can tell them live. Well, you just tell them. You just tell them. It'll be all right. He'll get it done, won't he? He's a good lad. As a Smurf, though. In a Smurf voice. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, Russ, Matt, Mikey, and whoever else. I'm emailing you to say that you can have a toe in place of a thumb. My friend had an operation a few years ago and now has one thumb and one toe. Congratulations. Happy what? birthday. Mm? In all. It does seem odd, doesn't it? Well, I suppose As I... arms. Now, <laughs> listen here. That, I wouldn't mind if they did. I'd think it would be nice to have, you know, I like it when people are unusual. Let's celebrate them. That's from Lily. So, anyway, dear Russell and Matt, happy birthday. My worst birthday when I was six, an ants got into our house and started eating my cake. My mum had to put it down the sink and drown them all, ruining the cake even more so I couldn't eat it. I was devastated, says Annette Aldred. <clears throat> Yeah. Ants got in my house. That's not the right description. They got in! 
in. Hey, some ants got in. Hey, you ants, why don't you F off back to Antland or something? Yeah, they got in. They got in. Because it showed, it suggests there was a point where they were trying to get in, and then they overcome whatever obstacle that was. Mm, we don't seem to be able to get in due to that bulldog. Give me the door open. <laughs> Give me it up with that jimmy sticks. And then in they went, those ants, and made straight for the cake like some wise guys, a big line of ants. Sometimes I see a line of ants just like going along, and I think, you guys, who do you think you are swanning in there? You know, Bob, I've never had a good birthday. Never. Not once. Yes, never. you have. When? Um, right, see? All rubbish. Yeah, but you don't tell people when it's your birthday. Because I'm afraid of death, that's why. It's got nothing to do with death. Of course it has. One day you just run out of birthdays, and that's death You don't day. die on your birthday. You do. Oh, you do. <laughs> Check the facts, Matt. You'll see that everyone ever born died on their birthday. Dear Russell, Matt, Mikey and Mr G, just wanted to let you know, Sis Debs, I love your radio show. I've experienced a fair amount of stress over the last few months and your show has been like an oasis. Unlike the band Oasis, who themselves cause even more stress. She didn't put that, I made that up. Knowing that I will have a laugh and listen to you has played a part in keeping me going, so thank you. Matt, happy birthday, hope they got you a cake. Russell, I saw you on your current tour and you were excellent. Love, Debs. Um, we haven't got you a cake. Dear Russ, Matt and G, Matt reminds me of Dave Gilmore. I don't know... <laughs> what? Uh, for Pink Floyd, I suppose. A young Dave Gilmore. Nope, as he is now. <laughs> if he'd had a wretched evening and had some devastating news <laughs> and ants parading all over his birthday cake, having got in down a TEV aerial hull <laughs> that they'd been exploding. I don't know if you guys know, if anyone has mentioned it, but while flicking through the Sky Channels yesterday, I saw an advert for a programme on the Discovery channels called Underground or Underworld or something like that. Said so it was starting with an episode about the Edinburgh tunnels. Either you're fast workers and have already made that tunnel show, or or someone's beat you to it. I hope it's the former, so I can watch Matt enlighten us about tunnels because Matt was going to make a program about tunnels. This is not Matt's tunnel program. This is an imposter. inferior imposter, an imitator, a player hating, dare I say it, bitch of a show. Do not watch it. I've heard that this show endorses racism. It is a risible, disgusting show where tunnels is a constantly a metaphor for illegal sex acts. That's the final word. On, I'd like to take that back. None of it's true. It's probably quite good. Bye! <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that tunnel programme. Don't even know if it exists. That letter might have come from a madman, for all I know. News just in, news just in. This is some news, here is the news. Right. Passenger hid monkey under hat. <laughs> passenger? You're not a passenger, that can't be your whole life, being a passenger. I am a passenger. Yeah, I don't like that. Well, you're a pedestrian as soon as you start yeah. walking. I don't like that, no I'm not. When I get home I'll just be a man on a settee. You can't pin me down. A passenger hid monkey under hat. Probably because he felt oppressed by the term passenger. Think I'm just a passenger, do you? <laughs> well, look under my hat. I'm a mobile zoo. <laughs> I'm a monkey's flesh moped. <laughs> Where a monkey says jump, I say ha ha. <laughs> a man has been questioned by police at LaGuardia Airport in New York after smuggling a monkey onto a flight. That sounds like a euphemism. I've just smuggled a monkey. Fancy a whip? I just smuggled. Yeah, so I got her outside and I just smuggled her a monkey. You know what I mean? Blish, splash, splash. I was taking a bath. You're right. No! 
no, no. Sometimes what I do is I let the mental illness take over just to raise the energy of the show. Noel Gallagher, I uh, see him earlier at the football, he goes, uh, you would be like mental the other day on that radio show. Is there something wrong with you? What's the matter? It's a good show, though. You know, Jimmy right. Savile? I mean, uh, I've got a letter here from a young man. It's called Liam. Can I be in your band? <laughs> I will be writing several songs. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, anyhow, after anyway, this man's been questioned by police at LaGuardia Airport in New York after smuggling the monkey onto a flight from Florida, hiding it under his hat. Passengers spotted the animal when it climbed out and perched on the man's ponytail. Oh, that Perching's a bird's thing to do. Yeah, a monkey can't perch, can it? Squat, crouch. What else could it do? Sit. Uh, recline. Sit. Yeah, it could never perch, because that always that suggests it was about to jump off. You know. Well, it suggests it's got clawed feet. It suggests it's really gripping the ponytail of its feet, but its feet <laughs> would get all entwined within the hairs, wouldn't they? And like, it would never be able to establish a grip. Spirit Airlines spokeswoman Alison Russell told reporters that... Oh, she's told them that thing I just said already, so that was the end of the sentence. She said, the monkey was a marmoset. <laughs> that sounded <laughs> like that's an insult to it. <laughs> I wouldn't have minded, but he was the rat little marmoset. <laughs> he spent the remainder of the flight in the man's seat and was well behaved. <laughs> like they were what, in, what, instead of the man <clears throat> in the seat? Where's the man? Yeah. Oh, now you've come out, you might as well sit down. <laughs> I'll go back into the toilet to have a cigarette. <laughs> no, don't do that, that's bad. Oh, come on, I've got a monkey on board, I deserve some sort of treat. Oh, all right then. <laughs> have a fag, unwind. It is unclear whether the unnamed man will face any criminal charges. He should, should he? Get well, I don't know what's the danger, the I suppose it could have freaked people out. The monkey could out. have gone mad up What, there? got in the cockpit? Yeah, it got in the cockpit, son. Smuggled a monkey. It's got <laughs> in the cockpit. It smuggled a monkey. It got in the cockpit. Four hundred nine months later. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't want a monkey down my cockpit. If I was on a flight and I see a monkey, I'd blow it for me. Everyone, you're a nervous flyer. So imagine not anymore. I fixed myself with science. I fixed myself. I read an email about how aeroplanes stay in the sky because of the Darwin brothers. You're you a nervous that. flyer because you used to have drugs in your body. So what? Those drugs help me unwind, bad though they are, and unforgivable too. <clears throat> then I, I was nervous that I was going to be arrested for all those drugs. Of course I was. Who wouldn't be? But I'd never sit there thinking, oh, what if it crashes out of the sky? I'd just chill out, man, and just look at those little clouds. That monk, that man with the monkey, he must have had something worse going on. And the monkey was it's just... A distraction! Look down his trousers! <laughs> the monkey's a patsy! Hey, if you look down my fly, pull the skin back, it's a world of wonder! <laughs> Sorry, take it back. Skin back could mean anything, if you think about it. The man's journey originated in Lima, Peru. Miss, Mrs. Russell, the person for Spirit Airlines, said it was not known how the man avoided detection there and drew a monkey under his hat. Uh, what if the monkey's just going? He won't be just sitting there, the how monkey. How big his hat? Yeah, what guy was he wearing? Like a bearskin hat? <laughs> what hat is he wearing? A top hat? A stove hat? Uh, what, how big's a hat so that a monkey can live under it? Also, because the monkeys, they're naughty, aren't they, monkeys? It wants to wander about, scratch itself, go to the toilet. He drugged jiggle. the monkey, I reckon. <clears throat> that it monkey. came round in a hat. It woke up. It had just been living a lovely oh, life. Man, that must have been a bit of a wild night. <laughs> Crikey, hello. I've been in some situations. I've woken up with a mouthful of carpet. Never before have I found myself a co-joined twin to another species living under <laughs> someone's hat. The man's journey originated in uh, Lima when passengers noticed the, the fist-sized primate. 
Strikes when I judge it. Well, it's, I don't know. When I punched it, it was almost exactly the same size as my fist that was slamming into the poor little guy. Yeah, what, what did he do? I'd claim I didn't know the monkey. Because if you went, I didn't know that was there. Yeah, how can they ever prove it? I just say, look, I just bought this hat. <laughs> and I suspected it was faulty when I got it for the bargain price of a farthing. I now know it's because there's a monkey living in it. I'm as embarrassed for myself as I am for this little monkey, Craig. I, I mean, perhaps he's called Craig. I don't know, because I've never met him. Goodbye, Craig. I'll never forget you, ever. <laughs> you were the wind beneath my wings. The wind beneath my wings. New York Animal Control officials said the monkey appeared to be healthy. Why is everyone so keen to pick up the monkey? He sat perfectly still in his seat. He was the proper little gent. He was perched on a ponytail. He seemed perfectly healthy. Monkey's the criminal here, not this poor guy. It said the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention was planning to quarantine the animal for a month. After that, the monkey could be sent to a zoo. <laughs> it's like they don't know what they're going to do. Could send it to a zoo. Well, so he's lost the monkey. It's not his monkey anymore because he blew it, Matt. You start messing around with monkeys. Actually, you shouldn't take species to other countries, should Why? you? Why? Because it upset the status quo. Just a bit of a laugh. No, it's not. Good upset the status quo, because that's what's making us all oppressed. Get monkeys everywhere. It might help the revolution. Now, next time you're on holiday, get a great load of monkeys and, and the one hat that's enormous. <laughs> Stuff your hat with monkeys. Then when you arrive back at Heathrow, sort of as if you're like Phileas Fogg, tip your hat and go, Welcome me back, why don't you? It's been an honour. Then all the monkeys will scurry out and yeah, we'll upset the status quo and when we'll all be spiritually free. Will we, Matt? No. Well, the monkeys will just get put to sleep it's stupid now in honor of that monkey's size and in honor <laughs> of matt's birthday we're playing a record that is what's the name of the record stink fist stink fist why is it called stink fist i don't know why would anyone I'm not call... a doctor i'm not a doctor neither it's by a band called tall it's a record called stink fist listen it up your brain stink fist tool radio 2 russell brand i got a bit of food in my gob um <clears throat> here's an email from my cousin guy Hello, Russell, it's Guy. I'm listening to you around Sharon's house in New York with my mum, Janet. I know her name, she's my auntie, who came back with me to see the new baby. Sharon's mum, Marge, is also here, and the new baby, Lily. Brooke is also listening to you as well in her car. I don't know who Brooke is, though. New baby is called Lily. Brooke is a mystery character. I hope you're well. Please say hello to everyone here. Hello, everyone in Meriki. Hello. That's love from my cousin, Guy. Uh, well done, Guy. I'm having that baby. Good luck, everyone out there. Hello, Auntie Janet. All right, hello. Right, we've got some other emails here. Shakespeare died on his birthday, so watch out. Depressing news for you, mm. Matt Morgan. My worst birthday was my eighth birthday. <laughs> my worst birthday was my eighth birthday when the Space Shuttle Challenger blew up. That's <laughs> Dave in Bristol. I mean, that is bad, but it's nothing to do with his birthday, is it? <laughs> oh, no. Dave! Was you involved in the explosion of that shuttle? Because you are a naughty boy! We've told you before, that shuttle had people in it. <coughs> Sorry about that, some of my dinner went down my face. Um, now, what's that other thing? Oh, yeah. Now, I've heard a little rumour that the Chinese are still in Tibet. Oh, God, Get that. out of Tibet! Get right out of it! Stop being in Tibet! You're not supposed to be in it! Look at the name of it. Look at the name. Does it say China? No, it says Tibet. Get right out. Get out of Tibet. This is another message. This, this is from Danny in Lincoln. 
I would love to go to Moomie Land. <laughs> it sounds awesome in its dark sadness. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you want to... He don't even know it's called. He wants to go to Moomie Land. Moomie Land sounds all right. It sounds like a sexy little place. That's probably where they go after for one of their stinky, filthy saunas. This is someone else. <clears throat> I went to a metal festival last year where a Finnish band were playing and halfway through the set they came out with towels on and started hitting each other. Towels? Towels, yeah, that maybe it's just like they'd had a sauna or something. They came out and started whacking each other. Weird. And then look at this one. It's lovely because it's just a bombardment of information. I've just had the word Smurf disallowed in a game of Scrabble. Smurf should be allowed, shouldn't it? Shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> Why? Shouldn't be. It's not a word. It's, it's Smurf. Smurf it. Smurf! <laughs> Gargamel! It's not a word, is it? Smurf! Yeah, little fellas. <coughs> Blue one, little other ones, one could do boxing. It's Get not them down a, a carriage. Yes, it it's is. It's a made up word. All words are made up you at some point. Couldn't... We were just grunting around in caves. If you had that attitude, there'd be no point in the great game of Scrabble at all. Ah, well, no, sorry. Uh, Recognise, that's a made up word. You can't have that. All words are made up once, Matthew. <clears throat> You've got to accept it. Kiss and walk. I'm dying over here, man. I'm cracking up. There's only a little bit in there. There's only a little bit in there. It looks like a suspicious little colour as well, if you don't mind my saying so, birthday <laughs> girl. All drunk. <laughs> it was just delicious water. Trippiest cartoon was Ludwig, a walking, talking free cake who lived in a tree with the owls and thought he was Beethoven. That's a lie. That was never on. Hi, just wanted to inform you that the Moon Mans were remade at the turn of the century and look less weird. Yeah, I've heard about that. That's from Izzy. Uh, I don't yeah. agree with it. Well, they remade it to try to, you know, anaesthetise it. You know, they yeah, sold yeah. the Moomins right down the river. But leave them as they were. I mean, they were odd and disturbing, but at least they were authentic. Read this, fools. My ex-boss had his big toe grafted onto his hand to substitute a thumb. Funny still smelt like a toe, says Ruari. <laughs> <laughs> Why were you smelling your boss's toe thumb for, Ruari? Ruari. I like the name Ruari as well. Uh, thanks, Nick, for bringing me some water. After it's clear that I've nearly died, by the way, <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. Uh, I like that, lad. Dear Russell and Matt, says Jane White from South Africa, this is the first time I've looked at a webcam. I was quite surprised to see how far away from each other you are. Well, that's because Matthew is a detestable man, and even though his fingers are genuine, they still stink of feet. <laughs> I just imagine you, sat, you two sat together, held hands, which I suppose would make it hard for Matt to press the buttons. Yes, I suppose it would. And this is another email. This is from Lorna. Poor Matt looks so sad sitting on the birthday, all on his own, with his head down on his birthday. He needs a birthday hug, says Lorna. He certainly does. Don't a come round here. Bingo. You're wired He's up to the desk, you fool. Come here for the cuddle. There. <laughs> what a good boy. Matthew loves a little bit of affection. I don't. I brace up. <clears throat> he braces up like he's... Brace, brace! That's what he does before a little cuddle happens to him. Right. Hello, Russell, and happy birthday, Matt, says Lee Summers and Lewis Purvis. Nice names. Yesterday, me and a few friends went to a birthday party in which we only knew the host. Since it was her 18th birthday, we decided to get the usual embarrassing present. But instead of going for a blow-up doll or normal embarrassing gifts, we decided to wrap up a friend of ours who we'd teased her about for a couple of months before as he liked her. He had to, he had two Rachel smeared badly across his chest in glitter glue in front of her parents. It was humiliating and tacky. Hmm. Well, it sounds it, that poor boy. 
can't give human beings as gifts, not in the modern world, not since Wilberforce brilliantly abolished slavery for some reason or another. I don't think Wilberforce's motives were that. I think they were saying unclear about why Wilberforce was up for abolishing slavery. Tell us why it is, if you know. Uh, my worst birthday, a film party when I was seven. The film, Warship Down. Nice oh, one, yeah. Mum. Happy birthday. That's from Emily. Yeah, General Wundvert, who I had as our school rabbit once, come home around my house. Well, it was out of order. Well, there were some on. scary moments in that, weren't there? Red-eyed yeah. rabbits. <laughs> and haunting rabbits dying and shadow rabbits marching across a plane. And E.T. They sat us down to watch that as kids Hold and on, messed everyone up. Well, when he goes all white and... Chalky dog poo, E.T. Yeah, at the end. I liked him when he went like that. I liked him better because he was, the rest of the time, he was the troublesome. He was always meddling with things. He was trying to be nice all the time. Yeah, I didn't need it. I just think, look, get ill, settle down. That's, I might... Have you ever slept with anyone that looks like E.T.? Mm, not yet. So, actually, if you look like E.T. <laughs> and fancy joining the menagerie of odd-looking creatures that I've slept with, why not turn up to actually, a gig? E.T.'s feet were like hands. E.T.'s feet were like he hands. He had long thumb things on he him. He got a lot of attention. I remember when I got a toy E.T. from a market, his finger didn't even glow and everyone else's did. That's why I hated him. This is from Nick. <laughs> the word Smurf cannot be allowed in Scrabble because it's a proper name, none of which are allowed in Scrabble. That would be like if I spelt Sweden, S-W-E-E-D-E-N, out on the board and tried to get points off it. It's simply not allowed. <laughs> All right, fair enough, Nick. You're, you, I bow to you with your knowledge of the old Scrabble. Happy birthday, Matt. I used to know a guy called Steve Adams. He was a proud father of three and had a loving wife. His family were, of course, known as the Adams family. And when people became aware of their surname, they would automatically sing the theme tune. Unfortunately, Steve didn't have... <gasps> oh, right, so they'd do... Unfortunately, Steve didn't have any thumbs, so whenever it <laughs> happened, he seemed to take it very personally. Whether it was a strong desire to join him with a finger clicking, or he just took it uh, as an attack on his condition, I don't know. Maybe you could dedicate a song to him or something. I'd like I to... I don't believe that. I'd personally like to celebrate Steve with this episode of Happy Days in which the Fonz <laughs> snaps his way through an episode and the beatnik clapping movement. Um, yeah, well, that is cruel to do that to Steve Adams, isn't it? They Terrible. Because I'm sensitive. I would have realised straight away, hey, you're called the Adams family. Oh, like the song. And then I'd be thinking, oh, no, finger-clicking about to happen now. That man's not got no thumbs. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be aware of that. I'd just go for it. Well you go right through it. Yeah, then let it He's not gonna go, hang on, that noise you're making I can't make. So what way is this to celebrate my identity? What clap Hang on, why did he not have any thumbs? Yes! You Steve. Could have an accident where your thumbs get cut off. Yeah! How'd you get your thumbs cut off? What you trying to do? Pull open the farmyard gate so you can perv on the animals and then the gate slam shut on your thumbs! Well, it looks like you paid a high price! Steve, if that's your real name, which I hope it isn't, because otherwise I've just really slandered you. Yeah, yeah. I didn't make that up. I just, that just happened. Do you want to hear the Adams Family music? Yeah, cool. <laughs> Oh, oh, how ironic. Not again. Yes. Damn you. I'm hey, going to bed. Hey, the cookie, mysterious and spooky. I thought it was the monsters and the Adams family. There are no thumbs for me. The house is a museum. When people the house come is a to museum. see them, they really are a scream. There the are no thumbs for me. 
Oh. I hope he's not this as weak as his worst day ever. No. Could we just watch the monsters? <laughs> Why were there two? If the exact yeah, same thing. same concept, same theme. Hope you're not real anyway. And if you are, there, I'm sorry about that. But you were presented to us in a humorous context. Um. So like, yeah, yeah. It was like, because how do you get away, the Munsters and the Adams family, at the same time? Because it would be like, now, going, oh, like, with life on Mars, oh, it's a show, it's a cop, it goes back to the old days, and we laugh at the attitudes of the time. The people say, we've got that show already. Go, yeah, but imagine Frankenstein instead of a Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sounds like a right laugh. Big fan of your podcast, says Robert. I'm in tonight and listening live. Imagine my surprise when I viewed you on the webcam and finds what looks like a cardboard cut of you while Matt sits hunched like a little old lady in a rocking chair. He's on his way out. I'm doubting the existence of this webcam, as the webcam footage looks like a rubbish postcard from a visit to the BBC studios. Yeah, why don't we have, like, proper, like, live things where you can see all moving around in that? It's this is a the BBC. isn't it? Yeah, this is, like, meant to be the absolute apex of broadcasting that we're at here. You Isn't cannot it? stand there and say that. What? I know. See of filth you spew out <laughs> over this radio show. This is the apex of broadcasting. We've had the owner of a Moomin Museum on. <laughs> <laughs> and I grilled her unnecessarily. <laughs> we are here at the summit of all of Britain's achievements. The nation of Shakespeare, the nation of Keats, and here we stand not being webcamered properly. <laughs> right, it's not fair and it's not proper. Now, someone get Bungle on the phone, and I'm going to call him a bastard. <laughs> uh, sorry for swearing, but I meant it in the literal sense of saying. Hey, Matthew, here's something that's going to bend your little birthday bum open. <laughs> it's a little letter. Dear Mr. Brand, says Elaine Crowther. Who's Elaine Crowther, you might be thinking. You're about to find out, white guys. I work in business affairs. Already I'm impressed because you're in business. On the Parlophone label at EMI Records. We are negotiating a licence from the BBC to release an audio-only CD of the BBC Radio 2 sound recordings made for the Radio 2 documentary programme on the 40th anniversary of the release of Sgt Pepper. Oh, dear. Woo-hoo! Parlophone was the label of all Beatles recordings, and they were released through here. The CD would be in mono, like the original album, and comprise just the 13 tracks recorded for the R Radio 2 programme in the same running order as the original album. I'm ca contacting you. Read your performance with the Gallaghers on when I'm 64. Noel and Liam would be pleased about that because they've been dragged into that. <laughs> A, to ask your permission to include this track and B, to agree the royalty payable to you re-record rights. What? You get paid for Royalties that? for my singing. That's going to be when I'm 64. No, yeah. it wasn't like that, was it? When I get older, lose my hair. How many years from now? I do, ba do, ba do. Will you still be effing well loving me? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a hell of a record that me and those bonkers Gallagher's made that day. But they're going to make it even more depressing by putting it in mono. Yeah, Imagine mono. That. Yeah, because you really hear me coming Just right out of one like speaker. Old. Hey, a lot of people think well, it's. <laughs> trying my best. <laughs> <laughs> Not to die. <laughs> Actually, I made that with the brilliant composer David Arnold, one of the finest damn musicians this country has ever produced. And <laughs> he must be very angry at what I've done to his So reputation. what, you could make money out of well, that travesty? Yes, quite rightly, some would say. 
We will go through. Should we go through you directly or your manager? Please let me know. Speak to me. I'll sort this deal out. You will not go near my deals. <laughs> Stay away from my deals and my contracts, yeah? Why do you get money for that? It should all go to Paul McCartney no and his friends. No way. Macca done it in an unoriginal, boring way. All jaunty and cheerful with his upside down eyes. I done it brill and all mournful and sad and tragic. <laughs> like the song was meant to be done. It's about time that I got the credit I deserved for all the Beatles records. We have contacted the Oasis management office. Look forward to hearing from you. Noel will be infuriated by this rhubarb. Right, we've got Dean Owens coming in here in a minute. He's going to sing a song off of E's album, and he's also going to do a summary of the show. We'll also ring up Noel Gallagher, who earlier on said he's going to be drunk. Now, that coming from him is a proud boast, because I've never spoke to him when he's saying, Oh, don't put it on. Are you putting oh, it look on? Look at you, like Ricky Gervais with the dance. Oh, don't make me do it. All the dance. <laughs> do put it on then, because when I'm sick, because, yep, yeah, because it's more royalties for all us. Okay. Oh, oh God. What were you thinking? Let's just really concentrate on it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm brilliant, so F you. Why is your voice so high on it? Because David Arnold said. Try and recreate the sound. I could recreate what it. What facial expression would someone have when they were singing like that? Um. Very much <laughs> like a sort of. She's crying at a window. <laughs> I sort of looking at a window in a dirty vest, <laughs> eating a, a Muller light yogurt, <laughs> but, but just with the, the fingertips. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> Shut up, this is brill. <laughs> That's you, you F. <laughs> See, Brill, more royalties to old Russ Records. Look forward to my... You could do it, honestly. You've got to do a whole album in that style. <laughs> I could do, do, do. Push my apple, shake that tree. But be careful, because it might kill us all. <laughs> right, OK, here's a little uh, text letter. Hi, Russ and Matt. Just thought I'd tell you that my dad saw the monster dad in a bookshop in New York. He was really tall. <laughs> Love Victoria. Of course he was. Let's welcome in Dean Owens, because we ain't got much time left. Dean Owens, here come Dean Owens. Will his everything work? Hello, Dean. How lovely to meet you. What a lovely looking fella you are. All jaunty and lovely. I'm Russell. Come in. That's your microphone. That's your guitar's microphone. Unless you've got a singing winky. Although we did have a woman here not so long ago with a singing vagina. She was a very talented girl. Well, I can try that. Yeah, well, I mean, first you're going to need to fashion yourself a vagina. I suggest with a pair of rusty old scissors. <laughs> right, hold on, here's some facts about Dean Owens from a biography compiled by a man who works here. Dean Owens first found fame in his home country of Scotland as frontman, vocalist and songwriter for the much-loved country rockers, the Felsons. Is that true? Kinda, aye. I guess so. What was it like being in the Felsons? It was fantastic. Well, until it was fantastic until it wasn't. Well, what happened then? It went all wrong. Aye, you know. You know how these things go. Yeah, what all bitter backbiting was there. Yeah, we absolutely hate each other now. Oh, that's uh, a damn shame, isn't uh, it? Well, I same know. thing happened to, you know, the Smiths and I believe the Smurfs don't the talk to each other anymore. The Moomins just try and get those guys in the same theme parks murder. They're all off their bonches on something they call Moomin Dust. I think it'd be quite good to hear Morrissey doing some Smurf songs, actually. Mm, which Smurf songs are there? Well, there's a few. Right. Uh, I, I can't remember all the hits. Well, all I know about the Smurfs is they would occasionally change words for Smurf, like I'd like to smurf your brains out, Smurfette. Like, they would euphemistically use the word smurf to cover mm. innuendo-laden sentences. 
and I don't think that Morrissey should be subjected to that, as he is a dignified gent. <clears throat> You're mates with my friend Jamie Sivis, the oh, actor, right. aren't mm. you? And he sends big man love to you. Does he? Man uh, love? Uh, that sounds worse than just a normal love, doesn't it? Because <laughs> it does very strongly imply bumming. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, said it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Funny. Well, we did go to drama school, that's where we met. Uh, based in Edinburgh and united by a collective devotion to American roots music from Hank Williams to Graham Parsons, early Elvis, oh dear, dear Elvis, to Wilco and blues to bluegrass, the Felsons tackled the oft-maligned country tag head-on. Think powerful melodies, passionate vocals and gritty, muscular guitars. Ooh, imagine oh, a gritty... Gritty and muscular. I'm really gritty and muscular <laughs> guitar. I'm wearing boots, but also a lovely bra. I like the sound of that, guy. It's like the new Proclaimers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could really have a future, couldn't I? Did you hear my new record? <laughs> I'm getting money out of that. <laughs> but it's David. Just laughing. He hasn't said anything. <laughs> Don't realise. It's very easy for Dean Owens to come on here promoting Whiskey Arts, his new album that we're out in June, scaffolding at my. When I'm 60, I fall in Liverpool. <laughs> I could do a rack of her. When I'm 64, it's gonna be a lovely day. See? I've got all sorts of talent. I could do a is real. Is this still part of Dean's intro? Yes. What I'd like is to do a whole different series of covers when I'm 64 in all sorts of different styles. Proclaimer style. Proclaimer style one. Yeah. Now, Dean, are you gonna first of all do one of your own oh, records? And then before summarising our show. I'm going to play a wee song. Eh? Which one off of your album, Whiskey Arts, are you going to do, mate? I'm going to play a really miserable song called oh, Raining yeah. in Glasgow. Raining in Glasgow? Uh, Fair enough. I've been down Glasgow. Actually, people make you prejudiced about the north if you're from the south and Scotland and all sorts of places that are far away from here. They're nice. There's a good vibe going on. I went to Glasgow. It was sexy. I played a place there. It was some sort of, it was like a rock venue. King like, Tut's? I don't know, it's called, like, it was sponsored by a type of beer, Carlin, other beers are available, and it was sort of like about 1,400 people. Right. Rowdy. All right, well, that's Glasgow for you. Yeah, it would turn me on. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, uh, right then, so what are you doing then? Raining in Glasgow. Right. Dean Owens is going to do a record now, here it is. Let's see if it's as good as my records. The new standard by which all records must be judged. <laughs> In the city by the Clyde Where the people like to party The rain and street collide Somewhere across the rooftops Could be on the late night train From Waverly to Queen Street And be back there again Under the city lights The sunshine Beating down on me Summertime Is everywhere I bet it's raining in Glasgow Down here in the south The sun's about to set I bet it's raining in Glasgow Ah, oh, but 
But Thank don't you. you think it would have been a bit better had it been a little more like this? <laughs> oh, it's raining up in Scotland. <laughs> that no. is the way to do a record what gets you royalties. Well, I'll remember that in future. Try it on your next album. Perhaps you'd like to do a collaboration. I've bangled up the Beatles. I don't see why I shouldn't kick in your album. <laughs> um, yeah, so go and get Dean's album. Uh, it's called Whiskey Arts. Whiskey Arts, uh, Why is it oh, called that? Arts, uh, whiskey Arts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't do me for my accent, mate. Coming down here for it. Is it raining in Glasgow? <laughs> <laughs> Never got me for dropping an H. At least I ain't smoking it. Now <laughs> I'm mucking around. <laughs> Come on. So, uh, why, why is it called Whiskey Arts for? It's, uh, I just, I had a dream about a song. And Put that! And <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. Yeah. Okay, uh, nice one, mate. Uh, yeah, get that, or, if you like, illegally download it. No, that's bad, because then Dean won't get no money. Do you want the money? You're not getting any money, anyway. You're not getting no money anyway. <laughs> you might get, burst into HMV, stuff it down your trousers, and run out grinning at the world. That's <laughs> for all Dean cares. Um, okay, so, what's this? Oh, Silly Shy Smurf, from the album, The Smurfs All-Star Show. This is a Smurf song, Dean. Small, shy, oh my, oh my, won't even try to make something out of himself. And if you look smile, he'll run a mile, the poor little Silly Shy Smurf. Say boo, <laughs> you know what he'll do, he'll hide in the loo. Little pervert. There was an album of Smurf songs with Father Abraham. Who's Father Abraham? I don't know, he was, he's an album of Smurfs. Okay, well... He was the leader, wasn't he? He was... Oh, no, that's Papa Smurf. Yeah. If this Father Abraham, he says... No, he was a man, and he was surrounded by Smurfs, and he strummed along and played... He's surrounded by the Smurfs? On the cover. What's he doing to get them to lure them in? Is what I, I want to know. Because what's in it for the Smurfs? Because man love. Of course he is. Something's going on, Dean. Something disgusting. <laughs> Something that no Smurf should ever endure. Virgin Complex. I'll just quickly tell you this, then Dean is going to summarise the song, uh, the show in a song, and we'd like to dedicate that to Mr G, because uh, he's away at a funeral, uh, and my little, my cousin, and a new 
a baby what they've done. A guy and Sharon, they've done a baby. Congratulations. And Mr. Nibs baby. is on his way to Finland. Mr. Nibs is even now on his way to Finland. Confused and blinking. Com baffled out of his mind, dressed as a smurf. Dean Owens is making him traffic a lot of drugs over there. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Nibs has become a drugs mule. All of the counts <laughs> of Whiskey Hearts. <laughs> uh, Barnum character. I'd like to know him as Dean Owens. Dear Russell, Matt and G, listen to this thing about something that was going on in China. A man has undergone two brain operations to rid himself of his virgin complex, inverted commas, the media reported yesterday. It's not very specific, <laughs> the media. Someone reported, well, who was it? I don't know, some sort of something between me and something else. Media will do. The 28-year-old had the second operation yesterday because he wants to marry his girlfriend but can't get rid of thoughts that she's not a virgin. Well, use that, mate, in the sex. After the operation, he felt lightheaded and was disorganised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bloody hell, where's my watch? <laughs> Just sit down, you've had an operation. Disorganised? <laughs> That's not a symptom. <laughs> I've been watching him, and I asked him to arrange a christening. It was an absolute <laughs> bloody shambles. The baby has unfortunately drowned. <laughs> no, in a font, I don't know, but that's probably a bad thing to say. He felt lightheaded and was disorganised, but said he now doesn't obsess about his girlfriend's unvirgin status as he used to. Let it go, man. Get into talk it. Talk to her. You're marrying her. You should be able to communicate. Yeah, talk to her. What's going on with you, guy? What's going on over there in China? Fuck your ideas up. Okay, this is Dean Owens. He's going to summarise our show before we go into a little show about what the hell goes on in this stinky little circle we all live on. God, <laughs> 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 Dean, let's have it. Let's turn 30 And zip his nuts Russell thinks dirty Thoughts of Newman sluts It's a bit late for apologies Phone has been put down It's a bit late For apologies We're all bound For moon and land now oh, I like this bit also <laughs> Lovely birth Is this the middleweight? I know about records since I've been in the music and piece. Monkey. <laughs> Join in, Russ. With the Under voice. But on Shakespeare's birthday, he died. And that was that. It's a bit late. All apologies. The phone has been put down. It's a bit late. For apologies, we're all bound for moment land now. Beautiful, Dean Owens. 
I like that. You should put that on your album. It's beautiful. It's a good song, that, isn't it? Yeah. I don't like the way it's built around a bit late for apologies. Like, we should be apologising. We probably should. Sorry you to should, anyone though. we've offended about stuff, because some of the things we said was bonkers. What were we oh, thinking? I said nothing You bad. did, Matthew. <gasps> Matthew, remember that bit where you no. said that <laughs> slavery had its benefits? Come on. That was unforgivable. Slavery was downright wrong. From start to finish, except for sending Mr. Nibs to Moomin Land, which is a right royal roller can laugh. That's uh, dedicated to Mr. G, who's recently been sacked because we now know his job's easy. Because uh, <laughs> Dino Inns just come in and done a perfectly good record right out of his mouth. Go get his album. Noel Gallagher, sorry we didn't ring you. We could be bothered. You're probably <laughs> lashed. Go and celebrate your city win. Okay, sorry we're a bit late, Andrea. On 88 and 91 FM, this is Radio 2 for the BBC. And here's the 11 o'clock news now. This is Andrea Simmons.